Okay, everyone, let's continue with the lifestyle of the rich and famous and the wealthy. A lot of us, you know, we like looking on the sidelines at the, rich, at the lifestyles of the rich and famous. What are their problems? What are they talking about? What are they doing? What are they up to like that? Have any of you ever thought about what it would be like to walk into a high-end store and what type of treatment you may get? Are they are the sales clerk, because they're usually working based on commission, are they, you know looking at you and, and and trying to get that feel of did you accidentally walk in there thinking that this was a Kmart or you or are you in there just browsing around looking and you look like you don't have any money to spend or do are they are they looking for certain signs and signals from how you're dressed, your appearance, your demeanor that lets them know that you're a catch and that they're about to make some commission off some great sale or some type of big sale and you're about to spend something. Are, are they sizing up the, the the customers that are coming in? You know, if they don't have a rapport with that customer and that customer doesn't have a history of going in there, is that customer treated in a specific way? Are they trained to treat them in a specific way? Hell, we want to know. And Cry Minds want to know. I most definitely want to know. So let's go here. So this is what the question is. And, and like, if you go in there, if, if it's a store if, if that that caters to a specific brand. You don't know the lingo of that brand. You don't know all the lingo. You're just in there looking, you're browsing, thinking that maybe you're going to buy something to, cause you do like the item. You just don't know the lingo. You don't know what the, the specifics of what things are called. You're not into it that much. You just know you like it and that you may be able to afford it. Does that make one nervous or self-conscious or if you're just walking in hell, you know you don't have any damn money. You're like, hell, I was just window shopping and it looked like everything looked nice and I just want to come in here and see what's going on. Like, it's like, does it make one self-conscious because you're looked at and you feel like the people that are working there, the sales clerk, the sales associates, and the customers know that you don't have a damn pot to piss in on the window to throw it out, but you just want to be in there looking at the stuff still. Like, what's going on? Let's see. Here's the question. Now, the question is... Are high-end retail employees trained or encouraged to give differential treatment to rich versus not-so-rich people who walk into their stores like when Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman walks into a designer store? Okay. Now, a sales associate that worked for a high-end store, a few of them that she names, she answers this question. And she states, I spent a decade in luxury retail working at three different luxury stores. She names the stores, but I'm not going to name them. And... Prior to that, I had only worked at Express and The Gap. Okay. You're definitely not trained from a corporate level to treat customers differently based on what you perceive might be a lack of funds. In fact, you're encouraged to be incredibly egalitering to, egalitering? I don't know how to pronounce that. To everyone, encourage, you're encouraged to be egalitering to everyone because you really don't ever know she states what kind of spending power a person has based on what they look like and pretty woman julia roberts is discouraged from trying on a dress because the sales associate assumes she can't afford it the associate doesn't actually say that though she just remarks on the cost and the implication is made an associate an associate who behaved this way wouldn't be in sales long you just lose out on too many sales with that kind of attitude now, if we know a customer is rich, we would definitely be more differential, and that is encouraged. If someone walks into my store with a crocodile burkini, 
$60,000, then I know they have spending power. I'll be more likely to show them price your items because I know they can afford it and will probably appreciate it. Does it always work? No, but it's a good place to start. If someone comes in and they aren't wearing anything that looks luxury, I'll assume they're in an, an aspirational shopper. Someone who appreciates the brand can probably afford it and they save up and really just needs a good in-store experience to solidify the purchase. I start with trying to discover if they're familiar with the brand and if not, take them through some key brand differentiators. I likely do this with a very balanced approach, something like, let's try this and see how you feel, but I'm not being pushy and I'm definitely not treating you like you can't buy. Maybe they buy, maybe they don't, but their opinion of the brand is in my hands. If I treat them poorly, I will only make them less likely to come back and spend later. I've, I've had so many experiences where I would help someone who I didn't think would buy and then they would end up dropping $10,000 to $15,000. And it's just not worth the risk to treat someone poorly. And she has a good point because let's, let's talk about new money versus old money. And with someone looking rich. And, you know, usually, but, but what I'm about, about to describe, you can find it with old money also, but not usually. You know, usually when people come in stores and they're dead out and they have all the emblems of the brand of the designer. It can sometimes be new money. One of you know that they have money. Sometimes old money, that's a custom money could walk in the store and you may not know they have a dime and they could be the one that could drop $60,000, $15,000, $20,000 also like that. But, and then you can have some old money people, their children or they are most definitely debt out in brand, brands and emblems. And you know what they're wearing. Cause they had the designer like tattooed on their forehead like that so and and we don't know the rest all of us that are looking we're not looking at each other like hell we hell we are not old money we're not new money hell we're not we're just like show us the damn money and wondering what the people with the money are doing and thinking and what their problems are let's move on so that's what she states most luxury stores have an up system this means that if there are four associates on the floor they have to take customers on in turns if you walk in and you look poor i can't skip helping you so they have to take care of you no matter how they look because they they the sales associates they is is a turn system like that okay so that everybody can have an opportunity to make commission and work with the customer now so if you walk in and you look poor, I can't skip helping you. I have to do my best to have a good interaction with you because I won't have another turn for three to four more customers. If you're there anyway and I have to help you, what's the point in being rude? I'll just shoot myself in the foot. Okay. There have been a few times when I have been rude to a customer. It was always because they were rude first. At that point, you're on your own. I won't be getting you anything or helping you beyond the very bare minimum. I would not be treated like trash. I thought the customers was always were always right. I will say on the podcast a lot that the customer is sometimes the wrongest person in the room. Like that. So so she states that she helps people at a minimum when they're rude to her. Like that. She doesn't give them that star, wealthy, rich person treatment that she would give other people that are treating her, treating her cordially. Okay. So I guess she was like, I guess her point is that that commission isn't enough to be kissing anybody's ass. That's treating you like shit. So that's a good approach to life. Now, there have been a few times when I've been rude. Okay, 
I won't be getting you anything. You're not going to treat me like trash, basically. I've also had customers get upset because they thought I was treating them poorly. For instance, I had a customer storm out because I offered to show her a bag in some other colors. She heard some other colors. So the customer stormed out of store because she thought that she said, let me show you some bags in mother colors. So what would have been offensive about that? Okay. I've also had people leave in a huff because I won't let them try on a dress that is at, that is categorically too small for them. With luxury brands, the stock is extremely limited. I've worked with dresses where there are literally two in the entire country, a size 38 and a size 40. I'm not going to let a size 42 person rip the zipper out of a $10,000 dress because she wants to try it on for fun. Now, I wish a lot of stores would take this on as a requirement because I've been in stores and I could tell the people that that I could tell when people have tried on items that they can look at that damn shirt or that dress and just by looking at it know that there are too damn big to be in it because I'll go in there the damn it'll be stretched like somebody 10 sizes my size tried it on but it'll be listed as my size so a lot of stores need to stop letting people do that for fun also because they're actually ruining the dress or they're ruining the clothes. And sometimes you can look at something without trying it on and know you can't fit it. Like you can look at the size, for example, the number size or the letter size, or you can just look at the item and know that, hell, I'm too big for that. And then when you when when the next customer comes in and it's their size, they're like, who has been trying on these damn clothes? Like that. It's a, and that makes the whole store look shabby and nasty and crappy, no matter what. If it's high end or low end, it just makes the, it just, it just, it's like, it, it doesn't make you want to buy anything in there. Like, it's, it looks nasty like that. Big clothes and, and out of, and stretched and, and it's broke and it's like, mm-mm. Now, inevitably, they accuse me of insinuating they're, they're fat or poor. Neither is the case. Part of my job as an associate is to protect the merchandise. If you rip that dress, it means the store just lost $10,000 and I won't be able to sell it to someone else. The moral is most luxury stores have competent sales associates who would treat you well. It's in their best interest to do so. If you get bad service, it's because of two things. Number one is, is that that individual person is awful and they haven't been fired yet. And number two is you're a dick and you don't know it. Now, somebody answers her and they state, well, we also know it didn't take the brand $10,000 to make the dress, far, far less, probably only a few hundred at best. So this is a person that obviously goes in stores knowing they're big and trying to sm trying to fit into things that they can't fit into. Because why defend that statement? Now, and the person answers them back and says, there's a bit of a misconception about the sales associate answers back and says, there's a bit of a misconception about the margin of profit for clothing for cheaper brands where perhaps most, if not all of the supply chain takes place in second or third world countries, the margin is much higher. It may cost per unit $5 to make a $50 t-shirt for luxury brands where the raw materials come from Italian farms. The raw materials are fabricated, dyed, cut in Italian workshops, and the garment is created by skilled Italian seamstress. The cost is much, much higher. Each step of the way requires skilled workers who are being paid first world rates, working with materials made in first world countries. Additionally, the brands are paying for exclusive exclusivity in material. They make special arrangements to purchase all of 
a particular fabric so that the material won't show up anywhere else. Besides that, we're not just talking about a simple tube dress. We're talking about a corseted line complex dress that might have hundreds of panels of work. You can't hire any old migrant worker to do the work. I have visited the altar where the garments and bags were made in Vicenza. That's somewhere in Italy, I'm assuming. I visited the school at which the artists, artisans must study for three years before they can work for the brand. Okay. So she's saying that sometimes garments have tre treatments applied after the garment is complete. Beading, printing, embroidery, and other effects must be applied on top of work that has already been completed. If you mess up a printing technique, the whole garment is lost. All of the work, fabric, and material has to be ruined. Has been ruined, excuse me. Does the dress cost $9,000 to make and the store sells it for $10,000? Absolutely not. But to think that the profit margin is a few hundred dollars is absurd. You can't even buy a boat of luxury level fabric for a few hundred dollars. Generally, the profit margin is around 30 to 50%, 30% to 50% for clothing, depending on the manufacturer. You can decide whether that's fair or not, but the role of the brand is to generate profit and limit loss. So she's trying to make a point towards everybody, because usually the word is on the street for us mere mortals that are not wealthy and rich, that rich, wealthy items are, are, are made cheaply by people working in sweatshops and with cheap fabric, and they're selling it for a lot of money. And she's making the point that when you have, when you have certain items, that it is the material is not cheap. And depending upon the, the making of the clothing, the, the design, you have skilled people making it and designing it, and they're getting paid first rate, first rural pay for having such skills, and that the brand is paying for first rural, first rate, rate quality material like that. Okay, so now, because the other person was trying to defend why can't a person that obviously you know they can't fit something still try it on for fun and risk ruin it ruining it because it was cheaply and cheap to make anyway okay so that kind of shot that down now we have another salesperson that's answering and she states absolutely not i've worked in multiple retail settings high end included i've never heard of or seen a training plan for that for stores selling model cover anything ever related to do they look like they have money? Yes, they get it's simply customer service. No, we'll just ignore them. They're not going to buy anything anyway. So she's saying that the, the high end stores she worked for, they didn't teach you to look at a person and you could tell if they're wealthy or not. And if they look wealthy, you're going to treat them well. And if they don't, you're going to treat them better. I don't know. You have to have to decide what you think about it. I don't know like that. I assume that you will be walking in there and they'll be tooting their nose up at you. The sales associates would be. I'm joking like that. No, but that could be true. Hell, I don't know. Now, now I have seen when I walk in stores, I'm not really paying attention to the sales associates. I'm, I'm just send any of those over here so they can help me. I'm, I'm more like that. Is the way how I'm at. I just walk in there and expect to be helped. Is the way that I am. I don't, don't I'm not really looking at their facial or in their face. Period. I'm really not looking at their facial expressions or anything like that. Wherever I go, 
Now, they get it exemplary customer service. No, we'll just ignore them if they're poor. They're not going to buy anything anyway. She states that they're not trained that. Now I, have, now, I have seen sales associates who believe like this, but either their specific store or the entire brand, if it, was, if it was a widespread problem, was usually suffering because of poor customer opinions due to crappy service. So she said that she has, she's known salespeople that did have that thought process. Okay. At one high-end brand, I was a store manager and trainer for I had some wonderful leaders who left me with key pieces of knowledge and made my store successful that I've carried with me ever since. Number one, no one is going to walk in yelling, help me spend all this money I have. So help me spend all this money that I have as they wave around their black American express card. So she says people don't, don't usually walk in stores screaming, Hey, I have a lot of money. Come, come help me spend it like that. On average, maybe they don't walk in like that. I think you may have a bit of everything that have walked in those stores like that. I'm serious. Number two, you have, you never know who your biggest sales will come from. I helped a woman who had recently moved to the area. In fact, majority of her things were still en route from her old place to be delivered. She looked haggard a bit. She had on sweats, a tattered shirt, no makeup, messy hair. Turns out her mother unexpectedly passed the day before and she had nothing to wear to the funeral. She had already been to three stores and got no help and found nothing. The associates hardly talked to her. I helped her make the trip as fast, made the trip as fast and painless as I could. She came in the following week to thank me and shop more. The sale was over $14,000 and she came in about once a month after that. Never sell that big again, but use around $2,000 is what the lady would usually spend once a month. I left the company several years ago and she and I still get together for lunch. I was thinking about something when I was reading that, that when you go in stores, you usually want the same person helping you all the time because you want that person to get to know you and know how you are, know what you like without every time you go in the store, you have to explain that. I like people like I like people that say, OK, that know you enough and they kind of can guess what you like and they can kind of like guess what your style is. And then they'll offer things that are not always in accordance with that style that they also think you like and try to 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 have the words enough, be smooth enough to get you to try it and see how it does fit with your look. It does complement your look. I, I think those are great salespeople now. But who am I? Hell, I may be crazy. Now, number three, a customer, may, a customer may have a budget that only allows them to purchase one or two items on clearance and only because they are absolutely needed. Okay. Like for a job interview, for an example, she states. But what about if and when she, can't, she can spend more? Is that person coming back to see you or going somewhere else? So any salespeople watching... For that, for that Benz to pull up outside or for that Prada on her arm or or, choose, or shoes on her feet and dismissing every other person they see isn't just screwing their store and their customer over, but especially themselves. Now, so she's saying that if the salespeople are, are waiting for the people that pull up in the Benzes with the Prada purses and with the Jimmy Choo's on their feet like that, and they're thinking that those are going to be the ones that spend. They're, they're, they could really be fooling themselves. Now, let's talk about Benz. I have a Benz. You all already know that. 
and it is it's a it's a classic one and and i i love that car it's a classic you know uh benzes don't denote wealth just because somebody has a benz that doesn't mean they're wealthy just because someone is is wearing jimmy shoes jim is jimmy shoes i don't even say it right and i try not to jimmy shoes on their feet it doesn't mean that they're they're wealthy either you know if just because somebody has a prada bag it doesn't mean that they wealth they're wealthy or rich it means they have a Benz. It means that they have a Prada bag. And it means that they have on Jimmy Choo Choo like that. Now, so don't confuse. Don't confuse that. And this person also, a, a sales associate, says, no, I was a retail manager for 15 years. I was never taught this in any type of training. And I never trained by my employees to do that. Every customer that came in was to be treated with courtesy and kindness. I trained my employees to listen and wait until the customer was done explaining what they needed or wanted. Now, that's the part I don't like. I don't like having to explain what I need or want. I feel that you sh- I, I feel that a report should be at the, the first time. Yeah, you have to explain what you need and want. But I feel that a report should be built based on them knowing you as a person, knowing a little bit about your style, as I stated, and then going off that like that. And that gives you comfort. That makes you feel that that store cares more about you than your purse, than, than cares about your money. Like that is what I feel in any type of store, in any type of store where you're spending your money at like that. And no matter what walk of life you come from, I feel that that should be that, that type of rapport with people that will spend their money. I do. I train my, yes, I do. Some like, yeah, yeah, I do. I train, I train my employees to listen and wait until the customer was done explaining what they needed or wanted. Their employee would, would, would then repeat it back to make sure they did not miss anything and then start asking qualifying questions to get the customer the best product for them. It didn't matter if the person was wearing a paper bag or a Gucci suit. Everyone was treated equally. There's a phrase about capitalism. The only color capitalism cares about is green. If you have money that spends, you are a welcome customer. Okay. Okay. That kind of summed it up. And it never hurt. It never hurt if the customer is kind and courteous to the employees as well. Retail workers and people in the service industry put up with more abuse than people can imagine. You will be surprised how much a smile and just basic human kindness to make a difference in their day. So she's stating that that a lot of times the 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 retail people, the sales associates, can be treated not so well by the people that are coming in high end stores and spending money. Yeah. You know, yeah, because um, a lot of times when people have money, they they sometimes you have brats in there, no matter what the age. You have people in there that have, are accustomed to being treated a certain way. They can be raised to be accustomed to treat a certain way, or they could be newly into money and treating people a certain way. You have all you can have all people from all types of all walks of life. So the courtesy should go both ways, most definitely. Now this person states yes and no. The first thing you have to understand is you do not know how rich someone is by looking at them. Look at the way Bill Gates dress. It it looks like he shops at Walmart. Now look at some of these broke ass rappers. So as long as you do not look homeless, they will be respectful to you. Now if you take if you take too long to buy something, they may move on to the next person. Okay.
So this person is saying that looks could be deceiving. And sometimes they could not be deceiving. It, it, you never know. You, you Actually, you never know. And if you're working on commission, because you never know, you should always put your best foot forward. And, and, and some people that are wealthy and rich, we've all heard about it. We've all watched it. We all heard the rumors. They could be, they could have nasty attitudes just as well as people that don't have anything can have nasty attitudes. It depends. It depends like that. It depends on the person's mindset. Attitude is dependent on the mindset, not depending on what you have in your bank account is what I feel like that. So what do you all think about it? You know, the, the lives of the rich, the lives of the wealthy, the lives of the famous are quite different and very interesting. And it's not all that we've been taught or trained to believe or all that we hope and wish to believe as the negative, as the negative. Cause sometimes, uh, you know, a lot of society we're trained to believe that the rich or the wealthy are negative themselves and, ha and are hateful people and are bad people. And then, but you know, you could come across that in, in any type of person, just like you could come across good and positive and helpful in any type of person like that. Okay, everybody. That's how wild I want to stay. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.